Hey, and welcome to episode 56 of Different Twang Podcast, coming to you from the 0161 with your hosts, Rue, Shay, and Tendai. This is part two of our sexual health conversation with our favorite sexual health nurse, Lade. So without further ado, let's talk about sexual health, baby, part two. So herpes not curable, but what you can do is you can take medication as suppression. So you can kind of suppress the virus. So basically like eight in 10 people have herpes. There's something mad like that. Um, it's so common and only about 25% of people like show symptoms. Yeah. What are the symptoms? (laughs) So (laughs) symptoms. So like you've got like different types of herpes, but the herpes we deal with is genital yeah. herpes. Okay. And like you have like blisters or open sores, you know, down below. Um, it can be really painful, like really hot and itchy. And what we do is we give you medication, like the most common one is acyclovir. Um, and what they would do is then you take that for a few days and that will help in time your symptoms will get better and then your symptoms will go, but the virus actually like, you know, stays in you, but you might never get a flare up again. And things oh, okay. like, you know, being um ill, so like immunosuppressed or like if you're stressed can flare mm-hmm. it up, mm-hmm. but you might not get it again. Or if you're pregnant, cause then you're, su- you're immune suppressed automatically and then yeah. it can flare up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, that's so mad because yeah. am I right in believing that like cold sores are a form of herpes? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're a form right. of herpes, but mm-hmm. we don't really deal with it. In fact, I think with, with the cold sores, you can just, so many people have them, you can just kind of leave them. Mm-hmm. as of when mm-hmm. if that makes sense like yeah i guess go to your gp if they i think we're very specific of like oh it has to be your genitals because <laughs> yeah. a lot of people will come with all sorts <laughs> <laughs> and, like whilst they're oh can you look at my eye for me you can get things like chlamydia in your eyes and stuff but you know really yeah what yeah not chlamydia is that pink eye yeah so so it can be or it can be like it can look like conjunctivitis and be chlamydia, but mm. like, yeah, it's just crazy. How <laughs> do you get <laughs> I feel like today I'm really gonna learn. Because <laughs> mad, Everybody, mad, mad. take your pencils and your notebooks because we're gonna learn today. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's like the contraception side of my job, and there's there's like the yeah. gum side, so genital urinary medicine. So yeah. you've got things like your STIs and stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's a separate side, and then you've yeah. got contraception interesting because i've never heard of chlamydia in the eyes before yeah yeah you can get gonorrhea in your throat like there's just all different wait no 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 pause yeah yeah so when people are out here swallowing their babies lord have mercy i'm done out here i'm done out here I've got a question like how often do you recommend like someone who's sexually active that they get tested okay so like if someone is sexually active with like different people Mm. I would definitely recommend like every three months and the reason I say three months is things like HIV and syphilis Mm -hmm. like has an incubation period Mm -hmm. so um I would say every three months is sensible six Mm -hmm. weeks to three months whatever floats your boat if you're with a stable partner um i mean at least test you know once you're like you know three months in so you've got your 
incubation period sorted. Some people choose to test every year with their partner if they're having sex with other people. But if they're not having sex with other people, some people just won't. So it depends on what you feel, you know? Okay, like, okay, like in an, as in like an open relationship. Yeah, oh, that's so okay. common with like, yeah. it used to like, proper, yeah. like shock me. But yeah. I Because when you were like, something. if you're in a relationship and you're having <laughs> sex with other people, yeah, you're not on my watch. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's gonna die today. (laughs) I know. Like, honestly, like, reminds me, like, overall, when I was on that placement in that sexual health clinic, we had a patient who literally came in and said, I have had someone stick a finger up my butt. Can you please, like, test me now? Because I'm like, it's a finger, though. They're like, what? You never know. (laughs) You do see some things. If you can be getting gonorrhea in your eye and in your your nostrils, (laughs) then why can you get it in in your anus? In your fingernails. Oh, yeah, you can get Yeah, you get it in your anus. Like, we test different sites. Yeah, we test different sites. Yeah. So you can get chlamydia in your rectum. We call it rectum. And um, gonorrhea in your rectum. Yeah, boy. It's all mad. But um, what was I even going to say? Manchester. Oh, my Mm -hmm. God. I'd love to work in Manchester one day in sexual health. Sexual health there is booming. It is. (laughs) My goodness. (laughs) 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 She said, you guys out there. You be having doing it and doing it well. (laughs) And your sex is wild because... You for need, real, need. like all these document. Like, have you seen like the documentaries of sexual health in Manchester and like yeah. YouTube no. and stuff? No. I would love to work in Manchester one day. It's like the maddest in the country. Wow. wow. No, seriously, wow. rates are like oh, and mad. Six, do you hear that? Oh, you wow. guys are mad. <laughs> <laughs> So 0161, scene come. I'm coming for you. Wow. <laughs> All I'm saying is 0161 peeps, be careful out there in the streets. <laughs> like, because we've heard it here. What, like, what's, what documentaries? So we can check it out. Do you know, maybe. I can't remember the name. Just yeah. type in like sexual health clinic, Manchester, yeah. and things uh-huh. will come up. Oh wow. wow. Like, I think an old BBC documentary. Yeah, Do they say like, check them is there any reason? Like, is, maybe it's in I the water. I don't know, you know. Like, it's just the prevalence is, man. I think after London, yeah. it's Manchester. It's quite high, Ooh, yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's mad. very mad. But that's, that's great for me. I'd love one day. <laughs> Hopefully I'll be up there. Oh, Stay oh, safe, guys. Stay <laughs> safe. Are you here in Manchester, people? Stay I safe. Know, because... Ah. You can get gonorrhea in your in your nostrils. So put your nostrils. Nostril. I did say nostril. If you can be getting it in your eye, why can't you get it in your nostril? You can be any any cavity, any hole. And if (laughs) from the way you're making it sound like Manchester people are on doing mad things still, they might be putting it in the nostril. (laughs) They like to do bad things. Never do. <laughs> that is too funny. <laughs> so, Lade, what's the difference between STIs and STDs? So, it's more of a stigma thing. So, I think oh, okay. it used to be um, STDs, so sexually transmitted diseases oh, in yeah. the past. But now we say sexually transmitted infections to oh. remove the stigma. Because the mm. word disease doesn't sound very nice. No. Oh, not so, th- that's literally what it is. It's just a revamp kind of, you know. All right. They never oh, told us the rebranding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'm actually screaming. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Because I didn't realize, like, calling them STDs is like a bad thing. Yeah. And now, the same thing. now it's STI. So I just then thought, okay, it's like 
two things because it's sort of things you learn at school and then like you don't really refresh yeah it's not like you're looking for it but you do hear things but you don't know like what's eliminated and like what's not yeah Yeah, i'm with you yeah i was i was under the impression that there were a group of diseases infections that were under one camp and those Mm -hmm. those were diseases and then there were others that were like there there were others that were categorized as infections because maybe some were less problematic than others Mm -hmm. do you know what I mean yeah I felt do you know what I actually thought it was and I guess this is just how I'd like yeah yeah, yeah. in my head was that the curable ones were sexually transmitted infections and the ones that were incurable Mm-hmm. were diseases yeah and i don't know why i got that into my head you know what that would make you. sense because i think people still use the two interchangeably oh, so okay. it's very confusing mm-hmm. um yeah. but yeah no definitely like we it's just like you said to re- a rebrand <laughs> <laughs> a rebrand voice a yeah, rebrand that you didn't tell anyone about <laughs> but for real so infections just sounds a lot nicer than diseases mm-hmm. so you've got like your bacterial infections and you've got your viral infections oh. Mm. Like, what's an example of, like, bacterial and viral? So, bacterial would be, like, chlamydia and gonorrhea. Okay. And then, like, your viral would be HIV and syphilis. Okay. And, like, herpes. Those are viral infections. Does mm. does syphilis go away? Oh. So, syphilis goes away. However, mm-hmm. you, so you can cure syphilis. Okay. But, um... When you test for it, you have to get something special tested called an RPR because mm-hmm. if you don't, it will come back as positive if you test for it in future, even though we've cured the infection. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah. And then some complications of syphilis, like some people can get really bad complications from syphilis. Mm. Um, and those okay. complications can't be reversed. Really? But it can be cured. Yeah. All right. Like what sorts yeah. of like complications? So you can get things like like neurosyphilis. So like it can really like yeah. I don't want to say like too much because yeah. I don't want to confuse people or scare mm-hmm. people. Yeah. But yeah. um, you can get things like neurosyphilis. You can get like cardiac problems off the offset. Oh, liver part. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like it starts to affect different parts of your body. But that's yeah. like if it's really bad kind of thing. But yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like, what? It's rare though. Are there any STIs that are more widely found within the black community? Because yeah. I went to the doctors one day and I was talking about this with them. And they told me about one that I'd never, ever heard of before. Is it called trachomonas? Yes. Yeah. And I was like, what do, wait, what do you mean? And she was like explaining it. And I was like, wait, yeah. why, why is this the first time that I'm ever hearing about this? No one talks about STI? TV. Yeah. yeah. TV. So it's called TV for sure. Yeah. yeah. And it's like called trachomonas. Is it vagina? Like, yeah. yeah. And literally, and in my clinic they only test it with women so it's a vagi- the same vaginal swab for chlamydia and gonorrhea why do they only test it in women because it's hard to test it in men because it's oh, a parasite okay. so like in terms of i'm not sure whether it's in terms of the anatomy of a man and mm-hmm. it different from a woman but what i do know is that it's definitely more common in the black community we were testing for women over 25 initially but now we're just I just test everybody test for it. And um, even if white women do get it, I usually ask them, is your partner black? And they'll be like, yeah. Oh and my. there's no actual, like, I think people are still doing research into why it's actually more prevalent in yeah. the black community. Mm-hmm. Same with bacterial vaginosis. Even though that's oh, not an yeah. STI, mm-hmm. we deal with that quite a lot. And it's, it's slightly more prevalent. And they're looking at maybe it's like 
the, you know, the bacteria in our vaginas? Is there something that makes it more susceptible that we have as black people? They're doing research. I don't oh, know too really? much about I think that the yet. Research oh. needs to be done yeah. because from what I was hearing is that they test it TV. Yes. And BV. Yeah. They do the same test for it. And the same treatment, actually. So the same treatment, yeah. So it's metronidazole antibiotic. We standardly used to treat both. And the two have similar symptoms. So like, okay. you know, fishy strong odor, like off-white slash yellow discharge, like... Yeah, they have very similar characteristics. So what I usually do is if I have a patient that has symptoms of BV, I'll treat them for BV, but knowing that it treats TV, but I will do an STI screen for TV. And BV, I look under the microscope. So we do that quite a lot. We look for gonorrhea. Yeah. Yeah. So I do microscopy. Yeah. So we do, we look under the microscope to see if we can see like gonorrhea, thrush or bacterial vaginosis or TV. And we'll, we'll take a swab, like some type from, say if it's gonorrhea from a man or from a woman in terms of things like thrush, um, bacterial vaginosis or TV, we'll take samples from a woman's vagina and look under the microscope with TV. You can usually see the parasite. Like the antennas can twitch and things like that. Yeah. And they're like, will you not feel like movement? Because that sounds, I'm crossing my legs right now. Yeah, I feel I've got trypophobia. Because even when I'm looking into the microscope and I see all these dots for like all the other stuff, I start itching. And oh my God. I don't like that dot thing. No, I just think right now it's making me feel uncomfortable. Yeah, no, I don't like that. I know, it's a lot. It's a lot. So, Laze, I was actually thinking, so in your professional opinion, what would you suggest people get tested? Is there some recommendations as black people or as women or as men or do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you should definitely be like, yeah, can I definitely get checked for that as well? And can I get checked for that? Because it almost seems like Mm. most of the time the standard is chlamydia. Yeah, I know. And then I don't know what else falls under that 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 um, that standard yeah that standard and then i know they usually ask like do you want to be checked for hiv and they'll yeah. do a finger prick yeah but is there anything that we should maybe look out for that you might recommend to people yeah so yeah definitely that's an amazing question actually i mm-hmm. think that you know the standard things you should get tested for um are chlamydia gonorrhea hiv syphilis and because the same swab that is used to test for chlam- the same swab that is used to test for chlamydia and gonorrhea is also used to test for TV, so trachomonas. So I would ask for chlamydia, gonorrhea, trachomonas, HIV, and syphilis. Mm. Things like genital warts you can't get tested for. We diagnose that clinically, so we physically examine you. Um, and see that and those are completely harmless and we kind of have treatments for that mm. and also with genital herpes there is no they used to do um blood tests but because almost everybody has herpes they've mm. stopped doing that mm. so again same with like genital warts they clinically diagnose it if you have things like ulcers and open sores and they physically examine it and if it falls under you know the category of herpes then they'll diagnose you with herpes and give you suppression treatment so yeah again those five things so chlamydia gonorrhea trachomonas hiv and syphilis are i would say the standard tests across the board okay thank you yeah that's very that's good that so 
with that being said, what do you find the split is like for you in terms of testing people or people coming to the clinic that you work at? Do you find that it's more women that come or do you find that it's more men or are you finding that it's actually an equal split? The reason I would say more women is only because of contraception. Okay. Mm. So I'll say it's definitely, I would say like, not, I'm not saying exact figures, but I would say roughly, if I'm like to think on the spot now, maybe 70, 30, purely because contraception. Like okay. women, you know, that's what, you know, women come in for. If I'm lumping that with, you know, gum, I'll definitely mm. say like 70% women, 30% men. Well, okay. I get it from yeah. a contraception perspective, but it'll be interesting to know if more women are going to get Oh, for like STIs for s- and stuff? Yeah, sexual I health. would say, yeah. So I say with gum, probably slightly more women. Only again, it's very annoying because <laughs> it's going to annoy you, my answer probably. Obviously. But because of bacterial <laughs> vaginosis and um, yeah. thrush. So even yeah. though those aren't STIs, yeah. we also kind of see that sort of thing as well. So mm. I would say slight, maybe like 60, 40 Mm-hmm. or 65 35 i've got an unpopular opinion in regards to bv uh-huh what do you what's your unpopular opinion i think bv it's caused by men and they give it to women personally it can happen because you know it's all about like ph and balance i think the majority of the time it's their nasty ass mm-hmm. penis <laughs> <laughs> well you're saying that's smegma yeah yeah yeah, it's that. That's what is causing it because it, it's men. After you've come to yeah, visit, it's men throwing off the pH. And then the worst part about it is they'll they'll be the ones that will open their dirty mouth to be saying yeah 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 yeah. Vagina smells. Vagina. Ones. This one because of you. Because I feel so so because for women to experience that that mm-hmm. is so scary because especially yeah. if you know yourself right. You're yeah. Like, this yeah. is something's not right here. I know myself. A lot of women I won't want to believe. Yeah. No, we aren't we know ourselves, we know our bodies. Yeah. yeah. We're we constantly going through changes. So mm-hmm. when there is a shift, I think most women are cognizant enough to be like, oh, something is off. Something has changed yeah. within my whole yeah. makeup of my body. Do you know what I mean? Not just vaginal yeah. things. But when it comes to that, that can make someone feel very uncomfortable. I know. Very, and there's it's that could be like, like a lifetime thing of something that's in their head you know yeah. just from that yeah. moment it can really cause an insecurity yeah. and then to hear men talk about bv mm-hmm. i'm just like and for me especially because i'm here to be like this their fault <laughs> i'm like wait when we want to do a lot of connecting of dots a lot of the times i feel like you're the ones that are throwing off people's ph or you're throwing off women's ph so please mm. it is possible you know that like that i have known like patients you know to have recurrent thrush or recurrent mm. bv yeah. and as soon as they've had sex with their partner and they'll do like a kind of a little placebo effect where they don't have sex for a while mm-hmm. and then they'll have sex and then they'll get it yeah. oh yeah. also just check in like obviously you don't have to like implicate yourself that this is you oh, no, but does, i hope no one uses femfresh here listen i've got a story about femfresh oh mm. gosh because that I thing 19- i believe <laughs> I, it should be illegal it really should like there's a, so i bought it i think it was like i was still in uni and i'm mm. using this thing uh using femfresh and it's like it's quite like because it's a brand, isn't it? It's quite yeah. the price is quite high. I was using my uni pennies, and then next thing you know, <laughs> next thing you know, this is not TMI because you know we're cool around here. Yeah, I go to the toilet and it really hurts to like oh, pee. And I'm like, yeah. what? 
is going on? So I went to my doctor and they like actually prescribe like antibiotics. So ever since then, I was like, I'm not touching that stuff. So, Latte, were you saying you just advise people not to use, like, feminine... Um... Yeah, no. I think the only thing you need to use down there is water and something else called emollients. So, oh. things like E45 do a wash or, like, mm-hmm. your dermals okay. or Cetraben. So, like, yeah. a light moisturiser can double up as a soap alternative. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But oh. you use a little bit, again, on the outside, not on the inside. Mm-hmm. And then um, what you can do is also lightly moisturise down there with this moisturizer but again on the outside not on the inside Mm -hmm. just because as well you can get a lot of dry skin that can cause problems down there as well okay with your vagina with your um penis like things like that yeah so you just want to be careful with like you know you're not using anything perfumed yeah Yeah. using emollient specifically yeah yeah that's good you had to moisturize the kitty cat i know (laughs) some people don't but some people do very gently and lightly so yeah yeah. it's mad isn't it you learn something new every day yeah (laughs) (laughs) i've got a question how about using like stuff like veet and what's that nair for hair removal can i add to your question as well like because Something that yeah. I'm looking to yeah. get done in the near future is also like laser. So I'm adding that to this VEAT and their hair removal, hair removal as a whole category. Like, what yeah. are you thinking? What, what? So with hair, yeah, it's a bit of a sticky one. It's more, it's, I'd say it's opinion. So things like hair, obviously, is good for your vagina. Um, just a little bit maybe because it helps with in terms of filtering and you know bacteria and trapping things and yeah just keeping things down the flow however um some people well because i don't take my own advice i advise no nair i use nair (laughs) i use use nair and i'm okay and i'm good i'm good but you know um we would you know as a, as a usually we would say yeah don't use nair don't use beat but you know each to their own i'm not there with you so <laughs> La- with laser laser's completely it should be fine like you yeah. know really um yeah okay. especially when it's professionally done and things um just okay. some people have issues some you know issues when they remove hair like things like sweating um in the vagina if you're happy like sometimes you know when you go to the gym have a workout you get that v sweat like yeah. that can happen more frequently it might feel a bit more you know bare but that's okay <laughs> if you don't mind so <laughs> wait that's mad so you're basically saying if you rem- if there's no hair there's chance of more sweat can happen yeah some people oh, yeah mad. yeah so I it just depends again on everybody's hair, vagina you would sweat more. yeah it's like yeah. with your armpits. Like I'm always like, let me get rid of any armpit hair because I feel like it traps odor. Yeah, mm. hmm, that's so interesting to know that maybe yeah. it's kind of kind of be definitely can actually have exactly a, a yeah effect. Interesting. Yeah. So like, okay. I see it all. Like, I see some vaginas like I can platter. I see some <laughs> vaginas where it's bare, bare. <laughs> Yeah, so every much. like literally i just yeah this job i've seen so many different do you have a preference <laughs> um, oh for myself what? oh for no she means when you're dealing with your patients oh wait a minute no 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 
I treat everybody equally in the same. Like, I actually get, you know what? It's, I think it's quite sad. I do get women saying, I'm so sorry I'm on my period yeah. or I'm so sorry that um, I'm hairy down there. And mm. I'm like, no, like, mm. I'm fine, you know, I'm happy to do that if you're comfortable yeah. to examine um, your yeah. vagina yeah. or whatever. And yeah, but I do get, you know, a little sad feeling when people are apologizing to me for yeah. what my job, you know, like, yeah. I'm okay, don't feel embarrassed, but you know, there's that whole uh, stigma of being embarrassed. In the clinic and having yeah. someone else look at you. I'm not gonna lie though. If I'm if I've got like a smear test coming up, mm-hmm. or if I'm having like any sort of examination, I always try and make sure that things are tidy downstairs. Really? <laughs> yeah. I just feel like I just I don't know. I just I, know I think it mean. goes. I think it goes back to that whole vagina insecurities thing that we were talking about yeah. earlier. Like uh, I just yeah. feel a way like Sorry. if things are not neat and tidy, if anyone's mm-hmm. gonna be seeing things down yeah. there. It's like tidying up before you get visitors started. Yeah, I feel like that is a house that needs tidying before anyone sees it. Yeah. If I have to go in and it's like a last minute thing, I'm definitely an apologizer. I'm so sorry. Like, yeah. (laughs) I've never had an examination when I'm on my period either. Really? Yeah, I look at the calendar. I look at the calendar and just be like, yeah, that's not that weird. Yeah, I cancel appointments. Uh, I see. When I'm on my period, I never really want, I don't even want people around me anyway. So, (laughs) digging up and down around in my vagina at that point when I'm on my period it's just blood you know (laughs) I know do you know what I sometimes trim my hair before I wax I know it's it's a bit I don't know if I feel like I know what you mean you want it to look presentable like yeah Yeah. you know what whatever you feel some of these people are cheeky as well you know Especially when you go get waxed, sometimes they'll make a comment and you're just like, Who asked you? you just job, which is just to remove the hair. No one told I you to give me an examination job. on the hair that's there. Rude. Do you know? For real. So, no, so that's rude. Mad. But that is so true. Like, I, w- I would think, oh, like, I need to tidy up my ish. But like, when I'm at work, I mean, like, we see, I see so many penises and so many vaginas. Like, to be honest, they all look the same to me. I don't really care. How whether you've trimmed, whether you've shaved, and it's like I, I'm not even complimenting the ones that have, that are shaved or no hair. Or I'm neither am I complimenting Trust the ones me. with hair. Like complimenting, it's who, like, <laughs> like oh my god, you've done a great job. Like oh, you go for a wax. Like I'm here. You know what? Because like, you see some shapes, you know. Like I saw someone do like the the strip, really, like you really? know, seventy style where they like have the strip the of hair. Strip. I've seen yeah. heart. I've seen vajazzle. I've seen, um, wow. I've the, seen the, the piercings. Yeah. Or arrow yeah. I've seen piercings. Yes. Mad. I have had a nurse compliment my vagina though. She said, oh, that's, really? a, that's a pretty vagina. Oh, really? Oh, that was very weird. It was really yeah, a bit cheeky of her to do that, yeah. but you know. My no hair tidy up situation was complimented before my smear test by my practice nurse. She said, Oh, you've got really um tidy down here. That's cheeky. I know. But she she'd done that and she'd also like done inside and she said, Oh, everything looks really good. Like you've got really... I was just like Ah <laughs> Maybe it's like your dentist complimenting your teeth. <laughs> yes. But the truth is I don't even know how to feel because at the same time, like I don't know what my vagina actual inside of my vagina looks like yeah. do you know what i mean yeah are you, are you really you don't oh wait mirror oh, the inside have you like had a i've done the like looking at what the the exterior looks like but i don't know okay. what the interior of my vagina looks like like 
Because mm. it's a it's a cavity. Do you know what I mean? Like okay. Yeah. Do you know you guys know what I mean, right? Yeah, I know, I know what you mean. mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know how Shaya mentioned about a period before. Um, I wanted to ask: Are menstrual cups are they good or bad? Because I've been I've been reading some stuff and then started getting you know a bit scared to be like, okay, should I be using this or not? So I I mean it's again opinion. However, mm-hmm. with the coil. We've noticed a lot more coils are falling out mm. due to the suction of a menstrual cup. So we try oh. to advise people that if you've got a coil in, yeah. don't play with that because To be fair, even the menstrual cup manufacturers and provide they also advise it as well. Mm-hmm. Oh really? Don't, if you've got the coil, do not use. It's not advised yeah. to use. So it's a case of people actually doing their research. Yeah. yeah. But again, opinion. I mean, obviously, they, they sound good for the environment. Mm-hmm. Same with like period pants. Like they sound good for the environment and things. Um, I've not heard, and I, I know you have to wash them quite frequently mm-hmm. um, after use and things like that. They don't sound bad in terms of health. But like you said, caution in terms of if you have a coil in. But otherwise, yeah, opinion-wise, they don't sound bad at all. So I've never personally used a menstrual cup. Mm-hmm. So, but it the idea of it sounds quite quite good. Ooh. So yeah, uh, Lade, you've been incredible. Thank you so much. Thank for all you. The gems that you no, had. thank yeah. you for having me. I've genuinely enjoyed it. I loved it. No, that's amazing. We can't wait to have you back because we could be talking for hours. Hours, I know. We're not. We're gonna have to round it up. Yeah. But as you know, because you are a listener, we normally give some recommendations. So, ladies, what are our recommendations? My recommendation is to go on YouTube and listen to. Um, James Smith TED Talk. It's called A Perspective on Fat Loss. I, I mentioned it before where he speaks about, um, PCOS and its effect and like how to try and sort of cater to clients, how he tries to cater to clients with PCOS. But I think it also gives a good understanding of like what PCOS is. But then again, he's not like a medical profession. I was just speak, it's more from a, from a fitness type aspect great my recommendation is um the new marvel film like i love marvel so you know (laughs) it's that shang shai i hope i'm saying it right movie it literally i feel like is i don't don't want to describe it like this but to me i think it is to be honest like the asian version of black panther and it's really good a good storyline as well the storyline is more than the action um, that's what I found with this one, but I don't want to do any spoilers. But it is a good storyline. Um, I recommend you to, to watch that. And obviously, because I'm a PCOS sister, I want to also recommend. This is not really a recommendation, recommendation for you to have, but it's a recommendation for how we should carry ourselves sometimes, and that is not to question or comment on people's weight. Um. Because you never know, like, what they're battling with. Sometimes it's not what we're trying to put in our mouths. It just is the hormonal situation. So be sensitive and just be respectful to each and every person that you meet. Do you know what I mean? Like, know yeah. your boundaries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, no, that's a fair point. Mm. Um, my recommendation is period pants. And, mm. okay, so I've not actually used them yet. But I um, I actually have been thinking about them 
and then recently researched and I found that Primark have actually started their own range of period pants. Really? So, as I've already mentioned on the podcast, I personally use menstrual cups as my tool for my periods. Um, So, usually on a heavier month, I'm going to be really, really open with everybody here. I'll either line with like um, a pad or a panty liner. But I was thinking, I really want to get to the point where I'm not actually spending any money on period products. So oh, I'm right. actually, I thought, oh, why don't I just get some period pants? So if I am having like a heavier month or anything happens or I have like a bit of leakage, it can just go into the pant mm-hmm. instead because that's its use. So yeah, I've actually bought a pair. I'm not not been able to use it yet. So I will give my... um feedback on the Primark one mm. but one pair is six pounds which is actually personally is the cheapest that I've seen the one that I purchased as well is a light to medium um absorbency mm. as well which I thought is perfect for me because I'm not actually free bleeding into it it's only if I have like a spillage or anything they have um only if I have like a leakage or anything um and they mm-hmm. have different styles of underwear as well I bought a pair of hipster underwear um, but I remember seeing some minis and I think they might have another one as well. You can also get multi-packs. The multi-packs are th- start from £13 for three for the lighter end of absorbency. Mm-hmm. But I think if you're going for a heavier absorbency, I think I remember seeing them for £16 for a pack of three. Mm-hmm. I'll give you my feedback after I've been able to use it. But yeah, that's mine. So if you're looking to try, maybe try oh, a right. Primark and then decide to then invest in other brands if you want that's a great recommendation i've actually tried them they're really good so yeah yeah they are really good which wait did you buy the primark ones or did you buy a specific brand Oh, I said I bought a specific, but I don't want to say their name because they ain't sponsoring me. I would definitely tell you off air. <laughs> I'll definitely tell you. Yeah. But um, they they were really good. I think I paid about twenty five pounds for a pair, which are a wow. bit. This was before Primark came out with theirs, mm-hmm. so I was actually annoyed because I wish I'd I'd waited. So um, but they were really good. Like I got the heavy to overnight like blow, mm-hmm. and I trialed them at night. And they actually worked. Mm-hmm. Really? So I agree with you. They are great. That's a great recommendation. Oh, wow. So my recommendation, I haven't read this book, but I have ordered it and mm-hmm. I'm going to read it. But my colleague actually recommended this to me during the week and it's called The Perimenopause Solution. Oh. And even though obviously we're far from menopause, it's yeah. going to hit us all one day. Yeah. And I don't think as young women, we do enough reading or research into what is going to yeah. happen to us one day. Yeah. So that's the reason I'm getting this book and reading it for myself as well as obviously to, you know, give patients tips and things yeah. like that. Yeah. So I think the catchphrase or not catchphrase, the slogan or whatever you want to call it is take control of your hormones before they take control of you. Yeah. So I just thought that was a good, you know. Oh, that's, yeah. that's amazing. I love that. That's very yeah. true. That is very true because they prepare us for puberty and our periods, but they'll not prepare yeah. us for you know menopause yeah. so exactly yeah. it's really important to know especially at the stage of life that we are in yeah because if, I, if i'm correct you can get early like obviously menopause. you can start getting early set menopause from like whatever age but yeah i think the earliest that in naturally 
that it's not problematic you having menopause correct me if i'm wrong but is it towards like early 40s yeah yeah so, i've had that as well yeah. yeah yeah so okay rue you and i are 30 we've got about mm-hmm. 10 years potentially before we could start having menopause that's mad look at rue's face that's literally like <laughs> That's oh my god, that's you know, no, that's it legit is round the corner. <laughs> that's literally oh that's So I think thank you so much for that, Lade, because I think it's really I haven't got yeah. a clue. And yeah. I don't again, my I know that, you know, there's a high chance that our mums will have experienced menopause. By now, yeah. My mum didn't the only thing she's mentioned in regards to menopause is that she does not have periods. I think one day I was like, Oh mum, do you have a pad? I was at her house and she was like, I haven't had a period in like X amount of years. I was yeah. like, huh? And it's just like menopause, and I was like, oh yeah, oh yeah. Mm. I'm thinking, I wasn't there for you mm-hmm. when you must have been going through this, yeah. And it must have been I a difficult that. time. Like I, she never mentioned it. She yeah. never, you know how sometimes you will use it not as an excuse, but you would express it. She mm. never mentioned it, oh, and I don't know if that's just the thing within our community and I how think so, yeah. you know yeah. we deal with things, and, yeah, and how our parents deal with things, but. I just remember think, having this moment of feeling like, oh, I, I, you know, maybe you were, there were times where you needed someone to talk to you or you experienced mm-hmm. it. I hope she spoke to her friends. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I think we do need that openness. It yeah. shouldn't be a taboo. It's something that we experience. Yeah. Again, from a, what you said earlier, Rue, from a, a, an area of support mm-hmm. from not just our fellow women, but also mm-hmm. men. Yeah. It needs to be discussed openly. That's so true. 100%. This is the next thing on the agenda, ladies. <laughs> menopause. Oh my god. <laughs> no, but that's quick so one, Lade. Um, what's the author? Did you mention the author? Oh no, I didn't. It's Dr. Shazadi Harper and okay. Emma Bardwell. Okay. So those are the authors. Okay. Yeah. And um, I think you can get it from Amazon because that's all you, you can because that's where I ordered it from. So okay. I'm expecting it very soon. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's good. And like you said, yeah. Shay, imagine if you'd read this book, like if we, we can read this book and then if our mothers are going through, at least you can, you can sympathize and you know that it's not them, it's the hormones mm-hmm. because obviously exactly. we've grown up with them. Exactly. Like the same way they were there with, uh, with us when we were going through puberty. Now it's another transition they have to go through and we have to, we can be there for for them and understand what they're going mm-hmm. through yeah exactly. sometimes you can think oh my god she's gone crazy yeah. she's gone balmy she's lost the plot <laughs> she wants to fan yeah. she wants the windows open like i cannot see that it's cold but it's like just she's going through something yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. thank you for that ladder that's a really good recommendation thank you so much and thank again you thank you for coming on we really appreciate you you've been an amazing oh, guest thank you so much for having definitely me. will have you on again we've we got more, more more and more to talk about because i think it's yeah. women's health is important sexual health is important mm-hmm. and also like there's so much more we could have delved into mm-hmm. so girl just wait for Don't our call really. wait for no our worries call. <laughs> i'm so looking forward to it already thank you so much for having me oh, it's been great oh, amazing but on that note everyone thank you so much for listening if you'd like to keep up with us during this week you can follow us on socials mm-hmm. our instagram and twitter handle is at different twang also if you would like to drop us an email if you've got any comments or if you've got any topic suggestions and things like that feel free to email us our email address is differenttwang at gmail.com but yeah hope to catch you on the flip side everyone take care bye